Welcome to Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation with your host, Marianne Beckman-Berman. Over the next hour, you'll learn from Marianne the secrets of the sister sciences, yoga and Ayurveda. Now, here is Marianne. Oh, welcome to Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation with me, Marianne Beckman-Berman. I'm honored to have you here. This is episode number 13. So this is the final um, episode in my 13-week pilot series. So I am most grateful for all of you listening out there, for those of you tuning in, whatever time of the day, whatever part of the country you happen, you, you happen to be listening from, from the bottom of my heart, please know you have truly helped, helped be a part of making my dream a uh, reality. So today's episode is all about changing your oil. And I dedicate this to my aunt sister, Carol, who passed away last week. She was um, in hospice, you know, having stopped her dialysis with her kidney failure. And um, I was fortunate to be able to visit with her um, maybe two times this year. And I watched my uncle and my aunt, you know, go through this end of life that all of us will have to, you know, where many of us will, you know, have to deal with in our own family, in our own lives at some point. And, you know, in talking with my aunt, sister, Carol, you know, actually growing up, she was like an aunt. I never actually called her aunt, um, but you know what? <laughs> she was most definitely um, like an aunt at heart. And I would visit when I would be traveling through the country on my different Ayurveda trips or, you know, little little stops here and there and tried to... Um, you know, make it a point to to just visit, um, especially when when COVID happened. You realize how important this this connection is. And there was a time when, you know, we were almost forced to stay away from from our loved ones. Okay, but in speaking with Carol and explaining to her how important it is to get an oil change. So as she's going through dialysis and when you're at that point in life, you know, she would she definitely had more of that pitta, that fiery mentality with that kapha, that earth as well, very um opinionated, you know, can be stubborn, you know, loving, but at that um end of life sometimes some of that um, natural kindness, sweetness tends to tends to fade when there's more discomfort, more uh, unease. And bless Carol, when I explained to her, you know, this is where you need an oil change every year at a minimum, if not every year, you know, you need to have one regularly. Maybe some need to have one more often than, you know, um, annually and others can, you know, space it out depending upon your diet, your lifestyle, all of the environmental toxins that you're exposed to. But when I explained to Carol that, you know, how many times have you oiled or received an oil change? 
Okay. We are taught to go and get an oil change on our vehicles every 3,000 miles, you know, or, or so, you know, every, every couple months, you know, but what about the fact of our bodies? How often are we giving ourselves an oil change so that we can allow all of that crud, anything that's kind of built up, any gunk, you know, to be cleared out so that our engine can operate more efficiently. And in it, basically, we, we, we know that that'll save the engine in the long run. And as, as Carol understood, if we're not oiling our body, if we're not mindful of maybe taking a break from the input that we, you know, eat and drink and do regularly, we may not have that opportunity to ever clear out our system. And some of us run a little cleaner than others, you know, maybe our diet and lifestyle, we, we have better bowel movements, we have um, our kidney function through our urine, we sweat through our exercise, through our skin, um, even our thoughts, we're able to let go rather than have some of these things build up. Okay. But we can always buy a new car. We can buy a new vehicle. But in the world of yoga and Ayurveda, we, we, our soul, our soul is in this physical body, our car, so to speak. And it's in our best interest to, you know, take care of our body just for our soul's journey. And if, if you've ever been a part of um, the end of life for different people in your um, circle, you know, you, you can see that um, some have it a little bit easier than others. You know, I, I certainly um, look to this world of yoga and Ayurveda um, as helping me age with more ease, not having any children. And even more importantly, I I don't want to have that. Um, I, I don't want to be burdening anybody. And I know that when it comes to that time, you know, people are generally you know, more than happy. Sometimes they're obligated to step up to those duties. But knowing what I know, you know, it it's it's my duty. It's my dharma to basically maintain all of my sensory organs so that I can age with ease. And this is a part of why I mentioned this is the last um episode in my 13-week pilot series, because as much as I would love to continue, I know that I too need to take care of myself so that I can um, almost get back, <laughs> get get back to a level of balance that that I can then have a bit more, you know, strength, more sustenance, to, to carry me forth and to also, you know, be in a better position with which to serve others. So this is a part of this wisdom of just honoring the different seasons, knowing what season is the most ideal with which to begin a new venture on your journey. Um, because we... All of us, whatever we do in, in service to others, we, we certainly don't want to jeopardize our own health, our own well-being. 
um, our own mental health, our peace of mind, you know, because those are the the pillars of life. So my Aunt Carol had a beautiful ceremony. It was um, in a suburb of Indianapolis. And I'm going to say that driving, so it was a four-hour drive each way. And I stayed up late, maybe because of the holidays, having an open house, getting things prepared at my own office. Um, kind of the excitement too, right? So swaying from my little or swaying from my normal bedtime and my regular waking time. I've kind of pushed those a little bit. So, you know, that's what these holidays and these different breaks often do. Okay. But most importantly is how do you rebound? How, res how resilient are you? So taking this four hour trip each way to Indiana, um, I was only on maybe four hours of sleep. So I knew I was already starting this trip depleted. So I had to be mindful of just the inputs and um, waking up at three in the morning. Um, even if I did have a glass of warm water, I can tell you that this is where it was not possible for me to um, have a bowel movement. Uh, maybe if I would have woken up even earlier, but but my system just wasn't um, ready at that time. Okay, so it's it's almost those you know you you need to do this every now and then and i drove with with my with one of my brothers and a niece and um i was able to have a bowel movement you know later in the day when i came home you know and keep in mind that this is something that is definitely frowned upon in ayurveda um if i was walking around more not sitting on my behind in a car all day um, I may have had the urge and, and in all honesty, if I would have allowed myself to pass gas, I probably would have um, had that movement move along a little um, quicker. Okay. But, you know, for, to, to, to be a decent person in the car <laughs> at my age, to, to have that, that decorum, um, it was something that I can certainly control. And if you've ever been in the car, you know that some people do not have that ability to control that. Okay. And know that by denying and resisting my natural urge, that is considered a crime against wisdom. So there are th 13 natural urges that the wisdom of Ayurveda says you need to allow that movement because otherwise when you back up and you don't allow something to move along the path it's supposed to go down, it, it, can, it can perhaps clog or go down another path where you've got unintended consequences. So um, because this is something that does not happen often. I'm not going to freak out about uh, not having a bowel movement one day, especially knowing that I'm able to um, have it before the um, day is through. Okay. And then more importantly, I'm able to get right back into the swing of things come the next day.
The one thing that I will say I noticed from driving four hours each way, it's when we consider, this is considered to be very vata vitiating. So for those that um, are more mobile, light, the talkative, those that naturally have more constipation, this, this driving four hours one way and then back the same day can be very, very aggravating to the vata dosha. And that in and of itself can give rise to anxiety, insomnia, constipation, um, the dry nose, chapped lips, earaches. So I noticed that my ear, I definitely had that echo again. And um, I did not need to actually make some garlic oil this time because immediately when I noticed it, I just simply um, put a little sesame oil in my palm and used my pinky and basically lubricated. I just put my pinky in my ear canal. Well, you know, I mean, not all the way down, you know, it, it, it can't reach that far, but I simply lubricated the outside of my ear canal on both ears and that, and I, I actually did that um, for a couple of days and it immediately went away. So that was something I only noticed um, that day that I drove and I have not yet had that since. Okay. So be aware of maybe how the elements played out for you if you traveled whether by car, by plane, and what about bowel movements? So the holidays, did you eat anything differently? Maybe you ate some of your um, traditional favorites. Okay, so how how did that go for you? I, I can say that um, the, drinking this warm water each morning has really and truly helped my entire digestive system, so much so that I find myself having to use less and less supplements, even that um, trifola, the three fruit, the three fruits, the amalaki, bibitaki, harataki, that is recommended to, um, to take in the evening before you go to bed to make sure that you have that movement in the morning. I can tell you that this 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 warm water has just been profound. Um, even to the point and, and, and also remember last week I mentioned parasites. And so having done some of these different parasite cleanse last year, this year, this this certainly um, is is helping because I ended up eating after the um, funeral mass, we ate at a China buffet. And um, normally that's something that I know I would have issues with. And I instead had a little sample of the different chickens and I was just blown away at um, how well my stomach handled everything. Um, I would say the same thing for Christmas dinner at my mom's. I did bake this year. I baked some um, pumpkin cake with some cream cheese frosting. I also made some gingerbread cake and chocolate chip cookies. Um, just some minimal dessert. But this year I used only ghee. 
maybe a little bit of butter in in one of the recipes along with some ghee. Um, and I, you know, always I, I try to use as, as good of quality as I can. And if it's, you know, organic chocolate chips or at least the ones without the, um, the GMOs, even the eggs. I think the eggs were from the Amish and Mennonite farmers. So trying to get the best quality that I can. But I will say that um, this ghee, please, if you've never baked with ghee, please bake with ghee and tell me your experience. Um, because I only had beautiful movements, um, the last several days. And even if it meant, you know, snacking on a couple of these treats, um, boy, did it make a difference. My husband mentioned too, that he was, um, surprised by the quantity. A lot of Ayurveda, we're about a qualitative science where we look at the qualities but absolutely, we use quantitative analysis to help. And I too was, I, I use the word blown away because I was blown away by the amount, by the quantity of um, the bowel movement. And this is with ghee. Okay. So when we come back after break, um, we're going to talk more about oiling you know, your engine, more so not only oiling your engine, but the importance of changing your oil through um, a cleanse called PK or Panchakarma. And if, if you feel that you're not at all relating to what I'm talking about, please know that I was there at one point. So this has been... Um, at least 15 years of a journey and I'm blown away at, at the, at the beauty of what your health can be when you're mindful of your output. So stay tuned for more from Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Spiral in healthier directions together. Join Marianne Beckman Berman on your mat or in your chair for an hour on Zoom for 10 weeks each season. Classes include Ayurvedic tips, yoga poses, breathing exercises, and meditation. The fall series runs Monday, October 2nd through December 4th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 5.30 Pacific. Just $10 each class. Join anytime. Visit HealthySpirals.com to register. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here.
Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation, located near O'Hare Airport in Des Plaines, Illinois, offers cost-effective, holistic services in person, online, or at your location. From modern-day Ayurvedic pulse assessments, diet and lifestyle counseling, yoga and meditation classes, Healthy Spirals empowers you to make healthier lifestyle choices day by day, season by season. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation. Have a question for Marianne or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5791. That's 866-472-5791. Now, back to the show. Oh, welcome back. Question for you. So during your holiday get together, are you one to drink coffee in the evening? So did you? Did you find yourself having coffee after your holiday meal? You know, so you have enough energy with which to make that trip home. Maybe you had another function to go to. Okay, so that's one question I have. And the other question I have for you to think about is, did you sit down in one spot or did you find yourself standing, moving all about? So I bring that up because as, as I, you know, you, you can't help whenever you're around people um, kind of figure out Vata Pitta Kapha. And you may think, you know, somebody, you may think you've got all of their, their Vata and their Pitta figured out. And then, you know what, you notice that the one that you thought had so much vata is now having a cup of coffee at 7 p.m. in the evening. And when I saw my sister-in-law have that cup of coffee, I thought, oh my goodness, are you having a decaf? And no, to find out that that was regular caffeinated coffee. And immediately, knowing that she can actually have a cup of coffee at 7 p.m. and still get a good night's sleep, that is a kapha. That is her hidden kapha element. The kapha, the earth element, they are able to sleep regardless of that stimulation to the nervous system. My vata, if I would have had a cup of coffee, a caffeine at 7 p.m., um, I likely would have been up for 12 hours. And I would never have just had a cup of black coffee because my pitta, it would have created heartburn. Okay, so so that's something that um, I just would never even imagine having. So what about you? Did you have a cup of coffee? Were you able to get a good night's sleep? I mean, maybe it was the sugar, maybe it was the full belly, everything else. So it may not have just been the caffeine in your system. Or are you able to eat, drink, and crash, wake up, feeling rested, maybe not so rested? Um, sometimes I, I, I will say though, although I was able to digest everything and I felt that I had good bowel movements, I still felt very fatigued the next morning. Um, I did not have any alcohol. Um, so, sometimes when I wake up, I, I do associate it 
with a little bit of food poisoning. And it reminds me of that sensation of having been, you know, having a hangover in the past, uh, maybe not as strong, but, but you just feel something is off. So my biggest um, thing that I noticed the next day, because I also brought home a piece of cheesecake, a piece of pumpkin pie, and a piece of graham cracker um, cream pie, um, a delicious family recipe. Um, when I eat those kind of sweets, I will get a little more congested. And you might think I, I have allergies. So even though I do have cats, I cannot attribute that to my cats. I know at this point in my life, it was simply the heaviness, that that kapha, that congestion, and the sinuses. I know I usually talk a bit nasally coming from Chicago. Um, so do my relatives. <laughs> so do others I know. So it's not just me, but um, it, it's definitely... Um, more obvious when I have that overload of dairy and those heavy sweets. The other question that I asked about, did you sit still? You'll notice at the family functions, at any function, the kapha, the earth and the water element, these are the ones that generally have bigger bones. They're more about the stability, more about the structure, about the lubrication, they're generally the peacemakers, very loving. They can be stubborn when out of balance. They can also give without necessarily receiving in return. Okay, so the kaphas, oftentimes, these are the ones that are going to plop maybe on the couch in one position, and they stay there the entire time. Maybe they get up to go get food, um, and then they return. I personally, I noticed the only time I sat down was to eat and I'm on my feet the whole time, whether it's helping, you know, organize some of the, um, the appetizers, the plates. I just keep finding myself busy, you know, talking to this person, talking to that person. I find myself moving through the different rooms and and the evening basically just flies by. I do take, you know, time to make sure I'm present. Usually wherever I go, I try to um, find myself taking some deep breaths. Okay, so those deep breaths um, can basically slow you down if you're in that fight or flight mode, if you're go, 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 go. It can really just help you stop um, perhaps even operating more from a parasympathetic state. All right. So I have one exercise for you to do right now. In the yoga world, you've heard or you may have heard that there's this saying that we're all born with a predetermined number of breaths. And when we have pretty much finished our allotment, it's our time. Okay, so it it behooves us to slow down, to take um, maybe to take longer, deeper breaths. So if you think about it, this one minute breath, I just want you to do this for one minute here. And if you're in a place where you can, you know, breathe 
with um without you know closing your eyes you shouldn't have to close your eyes to simply breathe here um, but we're going to do a five second inhalation and a five second exhalation so i want you to just stop for a moment exhale pull that navel in get all that air out of the breath all right and now you're going to inhale for five four three two one exhale five four three two one breathe in one two three four five exhale five four three two one inhale one two three four five exhale five four three two one two more inhale one two three four five exhale five four three two one last time inhale one two three four five exhale five four three two one okay how do you feel having done that so if you can inhale for five seconds not a count of five and exhale for a count of or five seconds in one minute you've got six breaths imagine now imagine inhaling for a count of 10 exhaling for a count of 10 then you're down to three breaths a minute talk about taking you know less breaths but i want you to just try please don't you know allow yourself to um, hold your breath in any way um if if you found that the five second inhalation and the five second exhalation was doable just so you can see where you're at um let's see where you are with 10 seconds okay so i'm gonna up my timer to 10 seconds again exhale get all that air out push the navel in toward the belly feel the air come out through your nostrils and now let that breath start inhale into your belly okay breathe in fill the lungs continuing to breathe in You've got another three seconds, two, one. Now exhale, exhale for 10, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Okay, how was the 10 seconds? Did it feel doable? Did it feel like you were gasping for air? So these are some of the um, exercises that I'm going to be working on. Okay, so I I truly hope to come back and this has been an opportunity for me to basically maybe even expand what I thought was possible. But when I look at some of the goals that I have with which to feel um, more in control and the things that I am working on, I really would like to be able to 
more regularly, inhale and exhale for 10 seconds. Okay, so right now I definitely do. I'm going to say six. Six is comfortable. And um, usually I extend the five. But when I'm standing at places, you know, it, it can take it can take many years for you to remember to do this even for one minute worth of time. But when you do this for one minute, it it gives you a whole different perspective of time. Um, if you're in your head, if you've got all these different thoughts, you know, sometimes even the anxiety about going to an event, everything that's in your head, all that imaginary life that you create, just coming to that breath and resetting your nervous system um, just helps you be more present, okay? So the breathing, that's very important, especially for the, the, the vata doshas who can just simply move through life sometimes, um, going from one activity to the next activity without ever pausing to just take a break, without pausing to, to even review some of the, some of the accomplishments. From a pitta perspective, doing this br breath is very powerful because the pittas too can also um, just be very critical. And coming to that breath can also help them maybe oh, lessen that um, that that tendency to be so sharp. It can it can help them maybe even be a little um, just softer in the heart less tense and they may need to, you know, to do it for more than a minute. The kaphas certainly can do that breath more regularly. The kaphas need to do that breath because if the kaphas find themselves having the sinus congestion, the heaviness in the lungs, you know, this is a good tool for them to just kind of gauge where they are at year after year, season by season, um, because there are certainly, you know, different herbs to take to um, clear up the nasal passages. Cetopilati, I mentioned, was one of my favorites. Um, it, it, it definitely is challenging when you're the aunt and, you know, you've got um, nieces and nephews with stuffy noses and 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 you know that if they just take cetopilati and some honey can literally clear up within a minute okay so so there's even just making some of these different teas um the ghee as i mentioned so powerful with um you know helping to clear even um say that vata's child constipation why not make more of these chocolate chip cookies or desserts with ghee and 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 see what happens okay um I don't know if I mentioned that last year, but Mr. Iyengar, BKS Iyengar, he at, even at 95, he had incredibly long holds to his breath. I want to say that easily at a, at a minimum, he was able to hold an inhalation for over a minute. And there was the magician I recall seeing in my lifetime. I remember he was on Oprah, David Blaine, who held his breath for 17 minutes. Okay, I I'm not I'm not saying that that's something um, I 
can't do, but <laughs> that's that's not necessarily one of my um, goals. So as I mentioned, I'm working on making sure or trying to incorporate more and more of these one-minute breaths throughout my day and being mindful of building up to a 10-second inhalation and exhalation. Um, for the yogis that have been breathing, you know that we also incorporate not only the inhalation and exhalation, but we have to start somewhere. So once you start with the inhale and exhale, then that's when you can start adding in the pauses. So then you can have a four-part breath where you have the pause in between the inhale and exhale and at the end of the exhale before you begin the next inhalation. Okay. Um, another thing that I'm working on and I am going to be doing one of these cleanses over the month of January. So Ayur Prana and Vasant Lad, usually the winter cleanses, it's not, it, it's not recommended in Ayurveda. The classical time with which to do a seasonal cleanse is in the spring. And you'll also see cleansing in the fall. Um, not having read all of these um, ancient sutras myself, you know, maybe there is something about cleansing in the winter, but I feel that if it's calling to me, I'm going to do it. I feel that there's something in my system that is craving craving this community, this connection, this opportunity to cleanse at this season, knowing that I've got more time, I've got more energy with which to devote to it in the wintertime while I clean and organize my physical house, my, um, my own body, this house, my physical house, meaning this, the, the house with which I live in. Okay. So oiling my engine where I will stop all my caffeine. I will stop my adding that spoonful of sugar to my chai. I will give up my stimulants, meat, eggs, dairy, all of the hard to digest foods as I prepare. And then I will pretty much have in the morning just a simple mono diet of some oatmeal. I will have for lunch this kitchery with this mung dal and the basmati rice and lots of ghee. So I'm going to do this, oh, for a little bit over a week. And then I will ease back into my regular routine. So I'm going to devote the month of January to this cleanse. Okay, so as we approach the, the end of the year and as we come to our break here, maybe think about any of those changes. Is anything popping into your mind? Okay, and we'll come right back. Stay tuned. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation, located near O'Hare Airport in Des Plaines, Illinois, offers cost-effective, holistic services in person, online, or at your location. From modern-day Ayurvedic pulse assessments, diet and lifestyle counseling, yoga and meditation classes, Healthy Spirals empowers you to make healthier lifestyle choices day by day, season by season. Voice 
Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Spiral in healthier directions together. Join Marianne Beckman-Berman on your mat or in your chair for an hour on Zoom for 10 weeks each season. Classes include Ayurvedic tips, yoga poses, breathing exercises, and meditation. The fall series runs Monday, October 2nd through December 4th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 5.30 Pacific, just $10 each class. Join anytime. Visit HealthySpirals.com to register. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation. Have a question for Marianne or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5791. That's 866-472-5791. Now, back to the show. Thank you for being here. I'm wondering about your pauses. Do you pause to take a breath? Do you pause to take in the environment? Do you pause to take in the scenery? Or do you just simply go, 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 go? Some of us are in that stage of our life that we call menopause. And it, it, it certainly, to me, is a transition. And this is where I need to just harness more clarity. So thank you all for listening to me because I I hear it in my voice. I can hear how, oh, I almost feel stuck. My brain is not working as as it used to. And this is this is why I'm being called to do this Pancha Karma cleanse. Pancha means five. Karma is action. And these are the five actions that are Um, basically linked to our senses. And once we are, once we do this cleanse, I will be able to see better, hear better, think better. I will certainly feel better. I will smell things better. I will taste. I will have a new renewed sense of taste. Okay. So these are, this is an ancient practice that, you know, people in India did years ago. We've lost this. This is the importance of changing our oil that it's not talked about today. And we do this because in the in the wisdom of Ayurveda, we have seven tissues. Rasa, Rakta, Mamsa, Medas, Asti, and the Shukra or the Artarva. And the English terms. So everything we eat and we drink first nourishes our plasma, the liquid portion of our blood. After the plasma, after this, the, 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 the red blood cells takes what it needs, 
it then moves into rock, I should say plasma, then it moves into the rocta. That's what we associate with our red blood cells. After the blood, so picture your plasma and your blood that basically moves all around your body. That is what's surrounding all your organs, your liver, your kidneys, okay? And 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 the quality of what we call your rasa, your rakta, your blood, your lymph, you know, it makes a big difference in, in how your kidneys are fed, okay? And what, what's going through the liver. And moving through those, the, the plasma, the blood, we then move into the muscle and then the fat layer. And this is where this panchakarma is so powerful because not only are we moving water-soluble toxins, we're getting into the fat. So we're affecting at that we're able to basically affect what's stored in the fat. And that's where all oh, lots of lots of toxins are stored, okay, and can give rise to lumps, lumps and bumps and all kinds of growths and uh, masses and can cause clogs and it's just all the gunk that we don't want. Okay? And if we basically aren't able to clean out at the fat level, the wisdom of Ayurveda says then, you know, you're going to, without a doubt, compromise your bone. Not only with the bone, it's your hair, your teeth, your nails. Moving beyond the bone tissue, that astidatu, oh, I forgot the maja. The maja is the mind channel, the nervous system, the bone marrow. So when you've got all this stuff and you're not tending to that fat layer, you're making it harder with which to feed and nourish the bone layer as well as the mind. And then that seventh layer is the reproductive tissue. So modern medicine, we've, we can kind of bypass the um, seven levels, these datus, the seven layers of tissues in the body. You know, modern medicine, for instance, me personally, I understood the importance of the mind, the sixth tissue, in order to have reproduction, the seventh tissue. But we have now basically bypassed that sixth layer of the mind channel. We've got, you know, fertility treatments that overrides nature. Nature says all of your tissues need to be in order in order to achieve that seventh layer of reproduction. But modern medicine can work wonders um, without regard to the intelligence of nature. Okay. Um, but when you do this cleanse, you automatically are kind of refreshing and, and you're rejuvenating yourself at all of these different levels. And you know what? You're not going to have many people advocating this. Okay. If, if, if you're looking for insurance to cover this service, no. Your healthcare insurance will not cover this because it's it's not a part of our um, healthcare paradigm. Okay, it's not about covering preventative services. So please look into panchakarma if if you've you know never heard of the term. Um, it is profound. It's definitely something that you know you need to be um, in 
in a certain level of health um, in order to do it perhaps without the guidance of, you know, a practitioner or a doctor, a vaidya, for those that are maybe a little bit, um, oh, they've got illness, maybe you're a bit weaker, I would absolutely recommend that you do it under, you know, the guidance of an expert um, Panchakarma practitioner or someone who's certainly guided many, many people through this process. Um, at a minimum, you know, we can always minimize our stimulants, you know, be be mindful of what you eat. But where the, the beauty of the Panchakarma comes in is this part about changing your oil, where after so many days of kind of being mindful of your input, you're also using more ghee every day to really oleate and you're lubricating and you're almost pushing everything out and you want to push it through the proper channels. So you're pushing it out through the bowels. You're making sure you're drinking um, different waters, perhaps this cumin, coriander, fennel tea, CCF or an herbal tea with which to flush out um, all the water parts of the body. So it's coming out through your urine. And then you're also doing these Abhyanga oil massage treatments with a constant, constitutionally appropriate oil. So, you know, mindful that there's even a certain path. There's a there's a particular way that you move the energy within the body to help um, release these toxins. In the Chicagoland area, we have a Korean spa, King Spa in Niles that practices, you know, something similar where you start on your stomach and then they have you roll on your right side. They're working on your back. You move to your left side and um, so forth. So it was something that I found similar having um, having you know, trained to do Abhyangas. Um, but there are, there's, there's more and more Ayurvedic centers opening up where you can find these beautiful treatments, Abhyangas, Sharadaras, these um, bliss treatments with which to cleanse all of your five senses. Um, the reason why I'm so passionate about doing this and I thank Voice America and the Health and Wellness Channel is because a lot of where these treatments are currently they're in your fancy spas. So these are typically not accessible for the everyday person. Um, again, it's it a three-day Panchakarma cleanse. I remember when I did that back in 2008, for instance, um, and even trying to get others to want to do this <laughs> so I can become certified. I remember, you know, people not necessarily wanting to pay $650 for those three days plus tips. Um, but I can tell you that, you know what, you're worth it. You're worth it. And if you can see the success that people have had from simply doing Panchakarma, um, it is profound. So if you know anybody who um, basically is, especially if they're young, the younger they are, perhaps the more willing they are to make these lifestyle changes, you know, but if you know anybody who's got digestive issues, if you know people that are on the verge of having their gallbladders out, they've got 
you know, issues with their pancreas, with their livers in their in their 20s and 30s, please, please, you know, be that person perhaps that plants a seed um, five below. I think all of our towns, any town USA, you can find a five below even. And it excites me to see Ayurveda every day. Balance your mind, body, and spirit. So Monica Bloom, you know, bless you for all that you did to get this book out there. And I mean, I would assume it's in every five below across the nation, you know, but I'm seeing more and more um, Ayurveda and just these holistic um, tools everywhere. Okay, so there's another book that you can buy at Five Below. Hold on. Excuse me. It's called Everyday Calm, Peaceful Prompts for Tranquil Moments. This is a wonderful book. They must have 50 different pages for which um, they, they recommend, you know, breathe through your nose for four seconds and then out through your mouth for another four seconds. Repeat this four times. So feel free to add that extra second or two. But it basically just are prompts, prompts to connect you to your senses. So what are five things you can see right now? Look around your room. What about four things you can hear? Perhaps my voice. Some of you may hear other sounds outside, the heating. What about three things that you can feel? Can you feel your clothing on, on you? Can you feel your feet on the floor? Can you feel, you know, the ground? Maybe your, your behind and what you're sitting on. And what about two things that you can smell? Maybe you have a scent. Hopefully it's pleasant. And then what about one thing you can taste? So I thank you again from the bottom of my heart for listening to all of my venting, my rambling. And for those of you to... Um, for, for, for your understanding, because as I mentioned, I, I know that, um, I feel like a rambling fool <laughs> with, um, with unable to have clarity. Um, and it, it, it's not flowing. So when you feel like this in your life, you know, know that, as, as much as you want to continue moving on, moving on, I too can have those two voices. And on the one hand, I can feel like a failure and I can give that energy or I can feel accomplished. I can feel grateful for having this opportunity for all of the people that were open to listening. Okay, so life is a game. Perfection is not required. If I read just one of my um, final closings by Esther Goyot, God has a thousand ways where I cannot see, where I can see not one. When all my means have reached their end, then his have just begun. So thank you again 
from the bottom of my heart to Voice America Health and Wellness Channel to all of you. Namaste. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation. We hope you've learned how you can lead a spiritually, mentally, and emotionally healthful life. Until next week, namaste. Namaste.